Welcome to the Totally Transformed Podcast. My name is Lance Borden, and I'm here today with my mom, psychologist and Christian author, Dr. Connie Borden. Good, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're what, listening to this. Whatever it is where you're at, good that to you. Um, we're so privileged to get to talk to you, and we're so glad you tuned in here to the Totally Transformed Podcast today. Amen. We wanted to tackle a topic that we feel is uh, top of mind, should be top of mind for um, those that hold conservative Christian values today, especially in the United States of America. And that is, we wanted to talk about what is happening out there right now in our nation now post uh, the inauguration of the new president. And that is the the onslaught against conservative Christian values and the suppression of those values and thoughts and truths and uh, even the rejection of the things that we hold dear based on the word of God in the Bible. And we want to, we kind of wanted to take it out of the context of political parties and really just talk about those of us that hold to the Bible as mm. the inspired word of God to direct our daily walk with him and how the enemy through people is trying to attack events or circumstances through people, events right? and circumstances um, anyone that holds those values and uh, attack the values themselves as crazy, off-center, out of whack, you know, uh, extreme, you know, as labels are put on things that are just fundamental to our faith and how we carry out our lives. And really, we want to talk about how to process that and how to deal with that today uh, while not losing our foundations, you know. And, and you know, Lance, you have to be alert you have to be alert to Satan's strategies according to 2 Corinthians 2.11. It says right there, uh, don't uh, be alert. Uh, this is talking about forgive, but it's talking about in 2 Corinthians 2.11 so that we would not be exploited by the adversary Satan, for we know his clever schemes. So we're trying to present today on the backdrop if you are a regular listener to our podcast, we presented about 2021, how to set goals, how to have a really positive trajectory and set of mind toward what you can do in 2021, even after 2020 with COVID and the election and so forth. So now we're coming back with a, a more subtle but powerful strategy of the enemy because it is our values, but it's also our convictions you know, there's a difference between a conviction and an opinion. An opinion can be changed, but a conviction you would die for. Right. And we would die for Jesus Christ and the word and what he stands for. And I'm just telling you, I won't go into any detail, but there is a strong activist uh, approach to suppress that, to make you feel guilty and ashamed that you have these convictions, to talk you out of it to brainwash you, to tell you if you're not in touch with the fact that you don't agree with somebody else's opinions or values on another side of the political party or period, that you are needing to uh, repent for that or confess it or vent about that and get in touch with your own guilt and shame. I've experienced this lately. And so we have to be aware, according to the scripture I just read, 2 Corinthians 2.11, that Yes, we can have positive faith, we can meditate on the word, and that's always important, but underlying, be aware 
of the more subtle but powerful strategies of the enemy. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, it's it's very um, top of mind for me because I was at the gym yesterday uh, and, and um, on the TV, there was a mainstream channel on and there was kind of a news talk show on with hosts sitting behind a desk and they were interviewing, I uh, believe it was a representative, and it was talking, he, he was supposedly from the conservative side of things, but he was talking about how we needed to be able to separate our faith from our work and how he is able to make that separation. And there's just some people out there that aren't able to separate those two. And so, you know, therefore everything that they believe um, religiously or, you know, about, about their faith is, uh, you know, coloring how they operate. And it was, you know, what you wanted to say is exactly, (laughs) that's exactly how I live. And that is correct in the way we should be living and not compartmentalizing our life so that we go to church on Sunday, but then we're, we do something different on Monday through Saturday. And, oh yeah, we remember God on Sunday again. We're supposed to be putting him at the center of our lives. And yet this message being broadcast was there's something wrong with you. If you let your faith color how you operate, you know, in government or in your work. And I just, it was just an evil message. And Lance, I have faced that my entire life. You are facing it and have faced it too. But I'm telling you, boards that are Christian, Christian school in psychology conferences, with clients, with organizations, I have faced that my entire life, that we're going to separate, we're going to be a teacher that's a Christian. We're going to be a psychologist that's a Christian. We're not going to be a Christian psychologist or a Christian teacher or a Christian board member. And that lie of the enemy that, like you just said, we're one thing on Monday and another thing on Sunday is so hypocritical. It's so Pharisee and Sadducee that Jesus called out. It's right? what unbelievers actually hate about Christians Correct. because they say, wait a minute, you believe this, that the Bible says, but you're not acting like that. Right. And so you're, you're, you're hit on both sides Absolutely. if you subscribe to that idea because now you're completely ineffective yeah. in being a witness. But, oh, it's because you're trying to be like the rest of the world. And frankly, it's causing, if, if you subscribe to that, you're at the most probably lukewarm because you don't understand that Jesus needs to be the center of your life. He's Lord and Savior. And that's a just discernment against the body of Christ when people see you walking both sides of the fence. And so that turns people off. Where's the power? Where's the conviction? Where is the same all the time? Though we're in the process of sanctification, and we're all sinners saved by grace, and people are going to see us sometimes, but can you see it? Do you acknowledge it? Do you repent? And I just wanted to give a definition. This is cabal. It's the contrived schemes of a group of persons secretly united as a plot as to overturn a government. We hear that all the time in regard to the cabal that's going on in this nation between all kinds of controversies and conspiracy theories and between the right and the left. But I want to suggest to you, listening to us today, 
that there are contrived schemes of the group of the enemy mm-hmm. and the demonic realm united in a plot right. to overturn Christianity right. and the power of the church and the standard we have so we can make a difference in the government and in the world for the kingdom. And the people walking those strategies out may not be aware of them. That's right. So if you call it out as that, they may tell you that you're crazy Yeah. because they legitimately probably don't know that they're being used as pawns. Right. And so, but as ones with spiritual understanding, because we read the word and we spend time with God, we can discern it and therefore come against it in the spiritual realm. Because remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And so our first response to anything that we see that's out of whack in our society has got to be to go to prayer and take our authority given to us by Jesus in Luke ten nineteen. Um, but sometimes I think we, we have to do that in our prayer closet to be effective. Well, and you have to do that in your prayer closet daily so that you are trained and alert and you're tracking with the mind of Christ. Because as I just said, uh, the Bible says, uh, do not be confused. Basically in James, it talks about a double-minded man is confused in all of his ways. What we're suggesting today to you is that with the new uh, uh, administration that's come in, with the new year of 2020 of all the stuff 2021 now but 2020 with um, COVID and everything that's happened that we have been part of called to the 21st century as sold out um, Lord Jesus as Lord Christians it's even more confusing to have to discern but not really not if you have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ you're meditating on the word as we've always promoted in this ministry and you're doing that regularly the Holy Spirit will keep you alert. And just like you picked that up yesterday, you know, you were watching someone that's supposedly on the right, but you picked it up perfectly. Why is that? Because your mind is renewed daily. That's why this ministry is called Totally Transformed. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed right. by the renewing of your mind. And right. it's even more essential. I mean, it never wasn't essential. Right. But it's even more confusing because we don't know who's on the right or the left, the conservative, the liberal, who's standing for the word, who isn't. But you better know who you are, where you came from and where you're going. Right. And and don't mistake what I said for, you know, uh, about going into your prayer closet to mean that we shouldn't also make a stand. Right. right? And and speak up when we're given an opportunity. I know you the other day were in a class (laughs) where there was a very, very diametrically opposed to the way you believe presentation being made and you asked a very poignant salient question that was in direct confrontation to what was being shared even though the whole rest of the room was quiet yes and you may not and you probably didn't think you were going to change the mind of the person presenting but (laughs) you at least stood up for truth right and the more we do that the more we're going to help salt our culture so that it doesn't be, so it's not destroyed and uh, so that it's preserved uh, for as long as possible. And that goes to the very theme of what we're talking about today. Because if you're walking with wounds of rejection from what, have hap- what has happened to you, if you feel rejected now, you will not have that confidence. The word says, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You've got to have the confidence of Christ inside of you that somebody that's an activist that is saying everything the opposite of who you are or what you believe, that you don't get mad. You just say truth 
and then you say truth and you're still suppressed and pushed down and hardly anybody says anything you're you're really one of the few you know broad is the path that leads to direction uh to destruction thank you and narrow is the path that leads to righteousness but all the more what you're saying we have to be light and salt today to hold out there the kingdom of god and the truth of his kingdom all right so what what if though we're angry and we're frustrated uh, like like many of us have experienced these emotions um, I was on a text with a group of guys the other day talking about COVID and the policies around COVID and how it was preventing an amazing event in someone's life. And I just got frustrated and I just kind of vented to the guys and, uh, just, and I apologize later cause I didn't, you know, didn't want to offend anyone, but it just kind of boiled over my frustration. So how do we handle our anger coming from the fact that maybe we feel rejected or suppressed? Well, recently, Lance, I was part of, I have to get so many 40 CEUs in a two-year period to remain licensed. And so I was listening to a class on anger, and he said some really good things. He said, anger is highly underrated. It is a good and acceptable emotion and generally occurs when someone feels a line has been crossed and their anger tells you a line has been crossed. Uh, The word talks about be angry, but don't let the sun go down on your anger, lest you give a mighty foothold to the enemy. So what we're trying to uh, convey today is that these things can bring a righteous anger, and you can have this emotion that boils up. It's what you do with it. You went back and apologized. You got a hold of your anger, your, your frustration, whatever you want to call it. But I want people to realize today, you that we're speaking to, that anger is really a secondary emotion. It indicates a more sometimes primary underlying issue. Not all the time. Jesus was angry at the Pharisees and Sadducees and the money changers in the temple. I don't think he had these underlying issues, although he was half human and half divine. But here's some underlying issues. If you feel disrespected, threatened, provoked, baited, fearful, pressured, powerless, vulnerable, it's okay to have emotions But no one should be able to take your identity away. We are looking for safety and trust and a control of who we are and where we're going. We're looking for esteem for ourselves and others. Sometimes we're looking for intimacy emotionally and physically. But when you're in that thing, in that situation, here's a little plan. Use the three C's for negative thoughts. Catch it. Catch the negative thought. This goes right along with five R's to victory to our thought life that we teach all the time. Check it. Ask, is this emotional emotion helpful, healthy, accurate? And if not, change it. And if it's, if it's triggering old wounds and old anger, as you know, we have made an acrostic harbor. Hurt, anger, resentment, bitterness, rebellion, and rage. And we see this rage of self-pity all over our society where it builds and builds and builds because of hurt and rejections that are not taken care of and a subtle feeling that you have that can become self-pity, I don't deserve this treatment. And I think that's what's going on in some cultures way from the past. They're now bringing it forward. But nonetheless, anybody that's abused, if you don't deal with the wounding and the hurt through what I think is the best method that you can have, which is what our ministry teaches that you can get and say but not free or by listening to these podcasts at totallytransformed.org or downloading the app, that we have to deal 
with our feelings. We have to define where they're coming from. We have to define if the past is affecting the present. And we have to define how to respond and stay true to our convictions. So let's go over those three C's again, because okay. I think those are important. Okay. Um, first, number one, catch it, right? Take every thought captive mm-hmm. in obedience to Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? Right. In other words, we have to have, you know, I, you talked about daily spending time with the Lord. You know, that's it's so important. You know, I think we've said this many, many times on this podcast, but we, we grow up in Sunday school, and sometimes we get the misinformation that, if we've had our devotion for the day, we're doing it to score brownie points or to um, check off the list that we're a good Christian today. Performing. Performing, yeah. right? Even just for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we think that God's not happy with us if we don't. The fact of the matter is God desires to spend as much time with us as we make time for him. He, he, he loves spending time with us. Absolutely. But the benefit... Obviously, he gets benefit when we truly worship him in spirit and truth. But the benefit for us is not brownie points. It's the ability to discern things that are out of whack as we go through our day, to have the word of God written on our heart, to, to you know, I'm, I'm uh, working on Proverbs uh, 3 right now. Uh, and in verse 3, it says, um, it says, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will find good favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Amen. And, you know, that writing of it on our hearts, again, it's not so that we can hold up a list and say, look at all these check marks. I did seven out of seven check marks this week. Well, that might be good for your discipline, and certainly we want to be disciplined. Ultimately, the value and the benefit is so that we can catch our negative thoughts, that first C, because they're up against the truth of the Word of God that we've written on the tablet of our heart. And when we've written God's Word on the tablet of our heart, negative thoughts and evil thoughts and thoughts from the enemy and lies from the enemy bounce off because we know the truth. Yeah, and Lance, the Lord gave me a phrase the other day. I've never heard it before. I hope somebody hasn't said it before me, but be before you do. Be with Christ, be in prayer, be in the word before you go out there and even serve in the body of Christ, before you go out there and work, be with your significant other, be with your wife or husband, before you do the work of parenting your children or cleaning up the house or mowing the lawn. This creates intimacy. And Jesus said, um, I'll look up this passage potentially or tell you next time, but he said, Uh, some will say, I did this in my name and I did this in your name, talking about Jesus. And he says, depart from me, I never knew you. And I did a study on the new you. That is the same new in definition as intercourse in a marriage. That's the most intimate connection you can have. In other words, if you don't be and know the Lord before you go out and do, what you do not only could be taken over and defeated by the enemy, but it could be wood, hay, and stubble for eternity. Right. It's good. And that is so sobering because mm-hmm. so many people are so, so busy, so busy. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking, I'm preaching to myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Myself, this is a busy 21st century with all right. the technology and everything. I have to remind myself, I'm as, as I'm exhorting you, I'm exhorting me, what did I be today? 
before I tried to do this radio show. And, you know, we've talked about this before. We talked about it last time. Regular Bible study plans, reading plans, scripture typer, regular ways to meditate on the word. Mm -hmm. So you have a system to transform your mind. So catch it, number one. Number two, you said check it. Ask yourself, is this thought helpful, healthy, or accurate? You know, that's important. It's important to process our thoughts. You know, what's funny about thoughts is they they almost immediately produce emotions. Yeah. And it's so easy for me to go to a negative emotion when something negative, when a negative thought comes into my mind. Right. When it's, we're so much better off if we stop and ask that question, is this thought helpful? Is it healthy? And is it accurate? Because many times it's not. And we define Lance and have defined the difference between a reaction or response which is another check. Is the emotion more than the situation calls for and am I handling it? Versus versus we can have a response, even of anger, but is it proportionate to the situation and am I handling it safely and with character and integrity? Or did I back up like you did? You backed off and you said, well, maybe that was a little bit strong. Maybe I should apologize. This is really self-examination. Right. You know, the prodigal son, he went out and he used his father and he took what he had. Give me, use me. But when he got serious and said to the Lord, examine me and change me, like we're saying here, because we're supposed to examine ourselves, right? Then he repented. Then he was received back by the father. And then his life and destiny went on. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm even reminded that lots of times we can receive a statement from someone outside of ourselves that's from someone that we respect or we love, like a boss or a spouse or even a child. And we immediately take it in as face value when I think it's important still, even from those that we love and we admire and we respect, to filter it through God's word and what God's saying to us and about us. Because even those that care for us deeply and want the best for us are they're human. They have their own flesh they're dealing with and they may be reacting to some other situation they just dealt with right before you walked in the door, so to speak. Yeah. So being able to check even those statements or thoughts that come to us from someone else, I think is important before we just run with it and let it maybe ruin our day or change our approach. You and know? Jesus Jesus did it first. He looked beyond our fault to our need. Or there's that song, walk a mile in my shoes before you criticize or choose. Walk a mile in my shoes. Mm-hmm. It's really reflective space to be aware of your situation, to be aware of other people and not just react or not like it says here to just be catching it and not asking if it's helpful and then go ahead with the third third one you said was change it. Yeah. And what are we changing it to? Are we just changing it to our own reality or our own uh, truth that we want it to be? No, we're changing it to be aligned with the word of God and what God says about us. And sometimes that may require some study. Right. Yeah. We may not know right. what God's word says about a particular statement or topic. We might need to go research it and search the Lord and, and sit before the Lord and say, Lord, what do you say about this? Right. And ask him to show us in his word um, and, or use the resources available to us to uh, to research God's word to find out what his word says about it. Because Proverbs fourteen six says, if you think you know it all, you're prideful. And it says a scoffer that's prideful by the very attitude of his heart is deceived to the very wisdom that he needs. But knowledge is easy to him being teachable and understands. And with that uh, example that you gave that I shared with you and 
Julie about that class I was part of, I did go back. I wrote out what I said because I wrote it. And I was proud of what I said. I wouldn't have changed one word. I think this is what's exciting, that Jesus said he'll put the very words in your mouth when you stand before kings, if you have the kind of relationship we're talking about. And I wasn't reactionary. I just stated truth to this person who knew, uh, by the way, was also a fellow uh, ordained minister as I am. And I pointed things out by the word and by what he was saying, giving half the picture as what I think was a very wounded and angry activist without balancing it. Uh, of course, he of course he didn't receive it too well in his response. But nonetheless, I don't have to be ashamed or guilty. I don't have to go to him and say I'm sorry, which you might have to sometimes if you react, sometimes. But then I don't think we need to be on a guilt trip because we have a strong opinion that's or a conviction, and we state it, and it's contrary that somehow we did something wrong. You know, maybe not. Jesus said, I've come to offend. I've come to bring a sword, not peace, on these very issues we're talking about. That's good. That's good. Well, um, why don't we pray for people today just as they're processing the things and situations around them. You know, what's interesting about each of us is that we are all uniquely experiencing life. Like yes. nobody, I've never lived your life. You haven't lived my life. We right. haven't lived your life that's listening to us out there today. So none of us could ever really fully comprehend what it's like to be you or right. for you to be me. Right. Um, but, but Jesus, Jesus knows. <laughs> yeah. And through prayer, I believe we can ask Jesus to come to you in your place of need. He knows the details. He knows what it's like to be you. And he wants to minister to you today specifically Absolutely. for your situation. So will you uh, lead us in prayer, please? Lord Jesus, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you that what Lance just said is true. I just thank you that you're ministering to Lance right now. You're ministering to me. You're ministering to you, the listener, wherever you are in the world. We don't know what you're dealing with, as Lance so well pointed out, but Jesus knows. Lord, I ask for a touch supernaturally right now wherever these people are, in their car, in their home, in their office, wherever they're catching this podcast, there is an anointed word going out here. There is a healing word that never loses its power because of distance or time, because you're all knowing you're everywhere and you're, you're all powerful. So Lord, we send you to you who are listening. We ask you to open your heart right now. If you know that you're walking in chronic sin without repentance, confess it. Jesus died for your salvation, and he died for every sin you'll ever commit. Just confess it, and he'll be faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Forgive anybody that's offended you. Forgive yourself. Ask God to come in and do what he said he would do. I've come to heal the brokenhearted and set at liberty those that are bound. Call down every lie you've ever believed that can, comes from the enemy or through somebody that was used of the enemy and start meditating on the truth of God's word and being with him as much as you possibly can. Lord, we just pronounce, we continue to pronounce blessing on our listeners in the in this year, 2021, regardless of the suppression or the rejection, 
We are accepted in the beloved. And if we are not, all we have to do is yield. You're knocking at the door. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door, I will come in and sup with him, which means begin an intimate relationship. So thank you, Lord, that you will do that for everyone that's listening. We just bless them and ask you to supply all of their needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I just wanted to add, um, if you, if that's you and you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord Amen. and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And according to Romans 10, 9 and 10, you will be saved. Hallelujah. And so just do that right now. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. I declare you are Lord. And I believe that you raised from the dead. Amen. And as a result, now I am saved and I can have confidence that I'm going to spend eternity with you. And I choose to live for you for the rest of my days in Jesus name. And you know, Lance, what's so great about that is you'll, they'll have, you will have eternal life, but you'll have the father, son, and Holy spirit walking through this temporal life with you. And I think we've got another podcast or two to do on this subject. We've just really introduced it, but there's more about how you know who you are in Christ and where you're going. So that's kind of a teaser for next time that we send out a podcast. Yeah, that's good. So this is part one. Uh, and next time we'll, we'll, we'll dig into part two of really the suppression of conservative Christian values and how we deal with that mm-hmm. uh, going forward um, in our lives. So thank you for joining us today on the Totally Transformed podcast. Come back next time for another episode with us and we will talk to you then. <laughs>